Hi there, it's Victoria Gibson and welcome to Sky High Results Online. Today's In today's episode, I am thrilled to welcome one of my lovely friends and colleagues and great clients, Alana Cavalia. She is, she's got some amazing things to share with you today. She's actually a pioneer in the yoga industry as a very first yoga podcaster in 2005. So she's got a few more years on me, that's for sure. And the first to create a revolutionary online teacher certification program. So that's yoga teaching, teaching that is. She's written three best-selling books, and was named one of the top 20 teachers under 40 by Yoga Journal magazine. Pretty big honor there. As well as last year, she won the Modern Entrepreneur Entrepreneur by Entreport, uh, one of the big email uh, systems there last year. She won that beautiful title and she holds, this is where I love um, Alana. She's got these most amazing uh, education here. She holds a PhD in mythology and funnels her wisdom into over 750 hours of online courses in higher education for yoga. And also perhaps most notably, she has created a thriving multi six-figure business and is now actively teaching other spiritual professionals how to do this in her um, key program, which is actually called Upward Facing Business Academy. Today, I want to dive in and really, you know, uncover more of Alana's story and share that with you, uh, but also show, you know, some of the secrets to creating an evergreen marketing funnel with online courses. She's done that amazingly well, um, and I think I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of it. So welcome, Alana. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure to be here, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. I've been wanting to share you with everyone for for such a long time um, and I've been able to do that a little bit, but not, not on such a scale. So um, it's great to have you here. So hang on. <laughs> I knew I was going to call. <coughs> oh, I hate having to edit audio. One second. <coughs> oh, I'll have to go back and edit both. All right. Question. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I knew that was going to, I was going to say to you before, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the podcast with this voice. Okay. Let's go. Okay, do a gap. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how you came to create such a great presence online. Tell me a bit more about your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to be honest with you, I came at it the hard way. So I've been teaching yoga and been a yoga professional my entire adult life. It's been almost 20 years now that I've been doing this. And like most yoga teachers, I started out teaching at many different yoga studios, wearing myself ragged, driving all over town, teaching classes like crazy, um, and really struggling. And then I actually also um, did my best to make make a name for myself in yoga, um, become what we call a yoga liberty, um, <laughs> and uh, had some success there too. I was teaching at national conferences, leading retreats around the world, and also writing teacher training programs for some of the biggest companies in the country. And even with all of those accolades and all the work that I was doing, I was really still unable to make a great living for myself. Yoga teaching is not a lucrative career. On average, yoga teachers make about $35,000 a year here in the US. And you know, even with all the struggle and the hustle and writing books, I just, I could not increase my bottom line. So that was happening on one hand. And on the other hand, I was falling in love with online learning. As you mentioned, I started the world's first yoga podcast in 2005, and I was thrilled to connect with people around the world 
through the podcasting medium. Um, it helped to level the playing field a bit by giving people access to really great yoga, no matter where they were. And of course, podcasts are free, so they loved that aspect of it too. And I thought, man, you know, going online is really something. And it took a few more years for the technology actually to catch up with my dreams. Um, I wanted to keep pushing the limits and the boundaries of what it meant to be online with yoga. And in 2015, I launched the world's first ever online teacher training. And it's a heavy duty program. It's a 500 hour online certification course. And that was my like big dream. And I shot right out of the gate with basically the biggest course anybody could ever create in yoga. Yeah. Um, and I thought this would be really great and people will totally buy it. And then they didn't. And it was, uh, you know, like, you know, they say, if you build it, they will come. And that's absolutely not the case. If you build it and then market the crap out of it, then they'll come. So it wasn't until I started to learn all of the marketing techniques and frankly, working with you that I was able to turn my business around and actually create the online presence that I have now. Yeah. So what I, what is um, unique, I think, about you in um, creating these these courses is so many people have a great idea for an online course but never actually implement it. And I've definitely found that in the years of um, coaching online entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do right. that. The whole, they hobble to the finish line to even get one done. And you've created – how many have you got in your stable – I mean, it's it's tons. We focus on a few signature ones uh, in the marketing that we do. Right. Together, but you've actually got in total at least a dozen, I'm sure of it, right? I Yeah, I think that technically I have about 20 courses and two memberships. Right. Wow. So even more than what I thought (laughs) I love. And so clearly your zone of genius is actually getting in and creating these. And I know that from working with you as well. Have you got any, I'd love to just ask as someone who's not a great implementer myself, what gets you actually just in there doing it? Because those things take time, right? They still take a lot of hours, whether you're good at them or not, whether you're motivated to do them or not. It takes a lot of time. So have you got any tips? It might just be part of your kind of personality, but what anything you can share with with, um, non-completer, (laughs) non-implementer? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can tell you a little bit about my process. You know, I, I in my heart, I'm I'm an educator, and I have written teacher training programs, uh, just you know, regular in studio teacher training programs for five different companies here in the U.S. and two of my own. So that's kind of in my heart, and it's been my background. So it, it was, it to some extent, it was easy to translate it into creating an online course, I guess. But on the other hand, you really have to take into account how people learn online. So there was a big learning curve. I mean, my And it does take time. You're right. It took two years to create my 500-hour teacher training program. And to be honest with you, I do not recommend doing that to anybody listening (laughs) to this podcast. Like, I completely did it the bass backwards way. I started out big, and then I did a ton of programs. You just need one program. And the best way to start, really, is with whatever it is that you're passionate about. You start with your passion, and you let that kind of fuel your drive to the finish line, but you really need to think in terms of the beginner and where it is that you started, and create an outline. I always recommend creating an outline from the get-go and getting super, super basic about how you might take someone through the journey from start to finish um, in terms of your passion or whatever it is that you wanna teach them. And once you've got an outline, then you can really see the scope of your project, 
what it'll take to complete it, how many videos you need to create versus how many written outlines you need to create, and set a pace so that you can get to the finish line. One of the things that I did to actually force myself to the finish line was I pre-sold some of my courses. Right. Um, so once I had sold them, then I had to finish them and I had them on a drip schedule of uh, one module per week. So every single week I was working on the next module and it was a bit of a harrowing schedule, but for someone who may have a procrastination issue, something like that might help you just get to the finish line too. Definitely. That's the only way that I can do them, be uh, be accountable and pre-sell them. It's, it's <laughs> yep. Definitely a great strategy. And, you know, obviously you have academic qualifications and like you said, you're an ed educator first and foremost, but you definitely have a passion to share, you know, to be bigger than a yoga class, right? And, and you share that very much in your programs for yoga teachers now. Tell me a little bit about how the online landscapes change things for um, spiritual, you know, people who are in the spiritual business, right? Or maybe they're not in the business yet, but, but have a desire to kind of share more of that spiritual teaching. What's the, what's well, the change you've kind of seen or the opportunity there for people? There's a huge opportunity. And, you know, as far as the yoga industry, and it is an industry, it's a $5 billion a year industry mm -hmm. goes. It, it has shifted tremendously in the last certainly in the last five years and even more so in the last two to three. Um, five years ago, 10 years ago, the biggest thing to happen in yoga were these national conferences, primarily put on by the likes of Yoga Journal. And the biggest thing you could hope for as a yoga teacher was to be a presenter at these conferences. That was really where, you know, fame and stardom and celebrity and yoga was headed. Um, we've had a little gap with folks doing well as Instagram stars, um, and getting corporate sponsorships, but that doesn't necessarily put the money in their pocket and it also makes them beholden to corporations. Mm. So one of the things that is shifting is there are so many yoga teachers and the old conference model is really not sustainable. And even Yoga Journal has stopped doing the conferences. So that's not really happening anymore. But what we do see is instead of doing conferences, even big places like Yoga Journal, Yoga International, they're going online yeah. and they're investing in online education. And, you know, if they're doing it, then the rest of us need to be doing it too, because I would rather much have the yogis and the yogipreneurs that I work with making money for themselves, as opposed to trying to work with some of these bigger companies and essentially padding their pockets with your intellectual content. So that's one of the things that I work with uh, my folks in my business academy to try and get them their own independent, sustainable businesses so that they can thrive and make passive income. And, um, you know, it's happening now. And that is where everybody is moving to. There's a huge amount of resistance to it. A lot of people think that you can't be taught yoga online. You can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The spiritual medium does translate extremely well in the Internet. And, you know, if you're if you're putting together really awesome courses and classes, people will still feel that connection from you. And there's lots of ways to show up in so that you don't lose that personal touch. But people are going online. It is happening. And the really, truly, the best thing you can do is be at the front edge of that wave, because soon everybody else is going to catch on and you don't want to be left behind. Yeah, that's what I love about it. I think it's, it's um, you know, outside that, you know, general business marketing audience and, and what I love about your work is that you have gone quite niche and I know we worked on this a bit where you had so many yeah. offerings and so many 
opportunities for people to learn more about yoga and and different elements and not only yoga but astrology tarot um chakra healing like your your wealth of information and knowledge that you share through your certifications and programs is amazing um and if anyone does have you know more than a passing interest in any of those elements they definitely should uh head to your site which i'll have in the in the show notes um but yeah it it, it's um it's a sort of been less mature in that that more marketing side and the monetization that I guess we saw in online marketing in the general uh, general space there where I guess there were bloggers who were getting paid for posts or endorsements uh, and then they moved to creating their own assets. Um, and that's obviously what you can show people how to do because really your first foray, you did partner with a big online yoga yoga company and you're still in partnership with them for your certification how do you you manage to you know perhaps approach them would you recommend doing that as a first start to sort of access other people's audiences or would you have Uh, no (laughs) yeah i I thought (laughs) the short answer on that is no i mean you know i my my big teacher training program, it, it really is a unique thing, and it's probably not something that most people listening will will venture into. It's basically, mm. um, I mean, we use university software, university grade software to deliver the program. Um, it has a tremendous amount of complexity. We have mentors that individually support every student who goes through it. So, you know, the the actual kind of complexity and technology and um, the, the business behind this program, it, it is massive and I, it's not something that I could actually do on my own. And so I was really grateful to partner with my friends at Yoga Download. The woman who founded Yoga Download actually took teacher training with me back in 2005. She was a student of mine. And so I've known her since then. So we were able to create a really great partnership with one another um, in order to get this off the ground, you know, and she saw the vision that I had for this teacher training program. And so she had kind of that technological foundation. And that's what I I was able to utilize in the creation of this program, which did take two years. So this is, you know, something like that is really, um, I mean, it is really massive. And for something like that, you may need to partner with somebody. I don't recommend it. If you can go it alone, definitely go it alone. In all of the things I've ever done, having a partner is not half the work, it's twice the work, Mm. Um, but you you get half the money. So, you know, I've been really, really happy to have my own programs um, outside of this teacher training program that are all my own, that are on a much simpler platform that were easy for me to create and execute on my own that I can manage with a very small team. Um, initially, I had no team. I managed them entirely on my own. That's possible. And I think that that's probably a much smarter business model for anybody listening, especially if anybody listening is in the spiritual or yoga world. Um, you know, because right now, like I said, most yoga teachers are not making that much money. You don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to pour into creating something like this. But I also want to emphasize that you don't need somebody else's help to help you do it because um, you can get in a lot of trouble that way. You know, if, if the company gets bought out and you suddenly don't like their ethics or who they are, um, contracts can change. Um, things can get complicated and messy when you're in partnership with somebody else and you're not going to put as much money in your pocket unless you're doing it on your own. Yeah. So I, I say go it alone. That's, that's my recommendation for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And now with the power of, you know, I mean, it's been, been around for a while, but the power of social media, the power of, um, as well, things like 
you know, Facebook and Facebook advertising. And I know that's been a key source of your growth and um, it, it's enabled you to really get so many, you know, reach a whole new audience uh, with, yeah. with your programs, right? And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that, you know, you then zeroing in on who your market was and getting a lot clearer rather than having that catch-all of people who want to learn yoga or people who want to know about yoga, you actually – then dove in to be a lot more specific to more people who want to be a teacher or who are a teacher, right? And how did how did you find yeah. shifting that focus helped helped your you know sales of your program? Oh, I mean, it, it was night and day, you know. And you were right there with me. Like th- this was such a key turning point for me in really growing my business. Um, I mean, I, I have an easy time putting together programs and creating courses. I had a hell of a time trying to sell them. And one of the things that I got caught up in, and this was this was really lingering from my yoga teacher mentality. And by that, I mean broke yoga teacher mentality, where in order to make any money at all, you have to say yes to everything, say yes to everybody and teach as much as possible and often teach for free. Mm-hmm. So to me, niching down and really focusing in was a very scary prospect because it, it felt to me as if then I would be cutting out potential sources of income or potential students, um, you know, and I just wanted to try and be everything for everybody. So I was trying to market my astrology course to anybody who liked astrology. I was trying to market my tarot course to anybody who liked tarot. I was trying to market my yoga stuff to anybody at all who ever had liked yoga, As opposed to really pulling in. And, you know, it was so helpful for me, for my business to find the through line through everything that I do, you know, because even though it does sound like there are lots of different things, like I teach people how to be yoga teachers, I teach them to be astrologers, I teach them to be tarot readers. There is a through line. And the through line is that my goal is to elevate the quality of education for people who are yoga teachers and turn them into spiritual leaders. I want them to step more fully into their role of spiritual leadership because it's something that modern day people actually need. Yoga teachers are not just asked, you know, how do I get more flexible hamstrings? They're often asked about their relationships. They're asked, you know, how how do I deal with my relationship? How do I deal with my job? They're, They're being put into this kind of counseling and spiritual counselor role but they don't yet have the skills for that. Well, everything that I teach gives them those skills. Mm -hmm. And so once I pulled back and really saw how everything worked together, it was almost like, I felt like I was giving all my courses a big hug Mm -hmm. (laughs) and kind of, you know, putting a belt around them and pulling them in and looking at them as like one, just compliments of one big thing. They were all complimentary offerings to my one mission, my one goal, which is to help yoga teachers make more impact and income with their yoga career. That was so helpful, not just in really making sure we had our target marketing and we're reaching the right people, but also in growing a tribe that were truly resonant with my message and raving fans who come back for more. I mean, it's a win-win all around. Yeah, absolutely. I I think, you know, it's been amazing how, um, you know, you've been able to really grow that reach by going narrower. It's not amazing, really, because I mean, we, we advocate for that. But the 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 fears that you had, 
were absolutely what every single uh, entrepreneur normally has. Well, going narrower, I'll have less people. But in fact, you right. can in that market um, and your ads become much easier to target. Your proposition is easier for people to understand and um, uh, that leads to more conversions. So speaking about conversions, um, what one of the things I love about your model is that you don't really do any launches, right? You've got Programs all the time. Tell me about your model and how you know how that work, how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I actually want to say really quick about launches um, that they are awful. like I know on some level that they're necessary. And I, if, if you are in a launch model right now, like I don't want to be disparaging about it, but I, I just had such a hard time with it. And, you know, the, the trap that I got caught up into was that I found I was able to sell a course as soon as I created and launched it, but then I didn't know how to continue to sell it. So I just created more courses and mm -hmm. I ended up for a while there basically creating a course per month in order to keep just my head above water. And I cannot tell you how harrowing that was between managing a launch for a new course, as well as creating a new course every single month. And I was so burnt out. I mean, I, I was burning the candle at both ends. I was making myself sick. There were periods of time where I didn't leave my house for nine straight days. Like yeah. it was awful. Wow. And then, you know, that was one of the biggest things that I dreamt about was creating an evergreen sales model where I could get out of that launch cycle and actually sell my courses in perpetuity so that I don't have to sit here and manage launches and I can actually make a consistent source of income every single month, which for me is a dream. You know, I can't imagine having to wait three to four months between launches to try and maximize my income. And then what if the launch goes wrong and blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, I can't. So um, yeah, creating the evergreen sales model was really key and it, it, was, it, it turned my whole business around, really. Yeah, totally, totally transformed. And I, I love the fact, though, that across with that power of niching, um, across that niche, you're able to actually go into little pockets even of the niche with things like tarot yes. certification, uh, astro astrology certification and chakra healing. So not everyone's, not all of the, your market's going to be interested in each of those elements. But you've got that, you know, I guess that core program of the yoga teacher training then we have people who want to learn how to, you know, learn more about astrology and actually be a paid astrologist. Um, and same with the, the tarot as well. Um, but then also in, in creating your own business that is bringing you in income every, each and every month, far beyond the dreams of many yoga teachers. Um, I think you sharing your passion for how to help other um, spiritual leaders do that as well, like get more savvy with this online platform, right? Like now you have this um, beautiful program that you've created that's more like a, a bit of a year-long membership. Is that right? Do you want to talk a little bit about that as well? I think yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's, it's called the Upward Facing Business Academy. And, you know, the, the purpose of it is to help yoga teachers get out of this rut of making no money. Mm -hmm. I, I'm at the point right now where I make more in one month than I used to make in a year. Wow. And I, it's been my wildest dreams. I honestly never even thought that something like this was possible for a little old me as a yoga teacher. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter that I had a PhD. It didn't matter that I wrote three books. It didn't matter that I was, you know, headlining in magazines. I still wasn't able to turn that into cold, hard cash. <laughs> yeah. I had, you know, I was well known, but it didn't pay my bills. And 
So I'm really passionate about showing yoga teachers how they can leverage their unique skills, their unique skill set, their niche into something that actually is a thriving and sustainable business model. And it really requires yoga teachers to change their business model. Racing around all over town and teaching classes here and there is never, you, you can't teach enough classes to make any, to make money. You, you just can't, there's no way. But if you create systems that help you to make passive income, if you take at least a portion, if not all of your business online, then it is absolutely possible for you to create a model that works for you and actually helps you not just to pay your bills, but to have money for a rainy day, to take a vacation every now and again. Mm -hmm. You know, I flew first class to go see Victoria last October. Yay. I never thought I would be able to do that. And it's just, it's magical. It really is. And so I really hope to share all the things that I've learned the hard way over the last few years with my clients who come through the Business Academy so that I can make their journey a little bit easier. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that yeah, that that's that's the bit the big opportunity and the you know that real um you mentioned um to me before about where you know relying on these classes you had a car accident at one point in time so you can't earn any money like what are you what are you going to do most I'm sure a lot of yoga teachers particularly in the states can't even really fill, uh, afford health insurance right or cover. Right. So, yeah. Oh, no, I lived without health insurance for years. And it wasn't just one car accident, Victoria. I had two car accidents in 24 hours. Oh, wow. And it was <laughs> it was, there, there was an ice storm. I had a, there was an ice storm in Colorado and the car I was in got rear-ended and then I got stranded at my house and the person who picked me up then got into another car accident. You know, it was, it was really terrible. And I just, I needed to rest. I needed to recover. I needed to take time off. And I literally couldn't. I had to teach sitting in a chair at the front of a room because I could not afford to take off classes. Yeah, wow. You know, yeah. it's just like, it's yoga, guys. It's yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody should be suffering that much as a yoga teacher. Truly, nobody needs to suffer for their craft like that. And the type of, I mean, I was so, I was so scared about money and I was so impoverished that I mean, I, I went into massive amounts of debt. I had to file for bankruptcy. There were times where I didn't even have an apartment. I was just surf, surfing couches for two straight years. Wow. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was really something. But, you know, my passion for the practice is what carried me through. But there's also this really false belief system that is pervasive in the yoga and spiritual communities that we should not be paid for what we do. Mm. And I say that that is yes, that's a belief system that needs to be rewritten and rescripted because what we do is incredibly valuable. And that's something that I also work with my clients on. Yeah. Fantastic. And also, well, no, not fantastic what happened back then, but now like being able to <laughs> that was fantastic. through it, I mean, that sounds horrible what, what yeah. you've gone through. But I guess that also gave you the determination, and that's one thing I love about you, you have this steely determination, and, and, and of course, the, the total Zen master um, <laughs> mind, which I love, um, but just, yeah, that determination to go, no, I will touch more people with my work. I am going to have a bigger impact. And despite, you know, overcoming those hurdles to now, you know, making, uh, you know, high six figures a year, like those those kind of things are huge. It's, it's a huge um, transformation to go from there to there. And really, yeah. 
the best thing is you live in New York City in an apartment with your lovely husband and you get to run your own empire right from there so you're not running around from studio to studio the power of online and evergreen for you particularly um which i guess most people don't really think is possible with this evergreen so tell me a little bit about the key parts of your evergreen model that keep it moving like you know how how you convert people into your courses like open the door a little bit um to that for people because i think it's it's great very simple model it's not overly complicated I wouldn't have it any other way I mean like I said I hate launches and I resist them at every turn (laughs) but um you know me and evergreen we're we're good friends um so basically you know my evergreen funnels and I have like you know as Victoria explained I have quite a few courses but we've chosen to focus on the ones that I think make the most impact with uh, my clients, especially right away, that they can really see the difference. Um, so not every single one of my 20 courses is on an evergreen sales funnel. Um, we've chosen to focus on some ones that we're highlighting. And basically, you know, the first step is creating really targeted Facebook ads that speak directly to your audience, um, speaks to their pain point, obviously shows them that they have a problem that you're here to solve and invites them to something that is gonna be beneficial for them. And in my case, it's a webinar. I have great success with webinars, both evergreen, but all these funnels I'm telling you about right now, they are evergreen uh, webinars. And they're webinars that I had once done live. Um, and you know, in one case, I did a live webinar every Wednesday for six months, the same webinar. Wow. And then when I found the one that converted at the highest rate, I basically flipped the switch and took it evergreen. So that's how people first get to know me, really. They come in through the ad, they see the webinar. On the webinar, I do my best to increase and build the no like and trust factor, where I show my face on screen, um, I do a Q&A at the end, I give them super high value content in the middle, I talk about my programs really candidly. That's another thing, there's no bait and switch with my marketing, we actually draw people in on the premise that they're actually going to find out about a course. So it's not like, ooh, you know, let me teach you the top three tips of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere halfway through the webinar, we switch gears and start a sales pitch. The webinar itself is usually always about the course itself and educating my people about what the course is, how it will benefit their lives, how it works, how being online in yoga is awesome, how they'll get access and interaction with me. And then the webinar presents obviously a sales pitch where I give them a limited time offer Mm-hmm. And all my limited time offers are 24 hours. I don't like to encourage procrastination at all. And if somebody is, you know, interested in the course, then I want them to take advantage of that interest and act now. Um, you know, if you give people any amount of time to make an excuse, they'll just make an excuse. Plus, I want to work with people who are, um, you know, who are really interested and who are really ready to create change and transformation and elevate their learning, who are really passionate. So. You know, that's why I keep that sales offer really short. So they've got a 24 hour timed offer. Of course, there's follow up emails. And then from there on, you know, there's systems of upsells and downsells and they're on my email newsletter and whatnot. So even if people don't purchase through the webinar funnel, um, they get on my email list and, you know, I just continue to do some tribe building with them and offer them great value on my email newsletter every week and eventually hopefully turn them into sales as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I I love that. Um, the beautiful thing is it's not like 
uh, I mean, you do have some other great opt-in offers there that people can download sort of guides and mini courses and stuff. But really, your list growth has been off the back of webinar registrations too. Um, So tell us even just say over the last 12 months, what have you seen your list grow from, you know, a percentage increase or numbers if you want to share, like what? What sort of rate are you growing your list and and yeah, just using the um, my list grows about anywhere between it's usually about a thousand and twelve hundred people every month, right? Um, so had tremendous growth. I mean, I I started you know last a year ago I would have had probably about three thousand people on my list, and you know I've actually gone through several list cleaning cycles because that's good list hygiene and whatnot. Yeah. So I cleaned thousands and thousands of people off my list, but at this point, I'm I think at eleven thousand people on my list, um, and it just right. keeps growing and it grows every day. And it's it's always nice to keep your list fresh. I mean, you know, every internet marketer is going to tell you that the money is in the list, mm-hmm. and they're also going to tell you that the most important thing that you can continuously do is grow your list. And yeah. webinars are, have been a great way for me to do that. Yeah, absolutely. But also keeping, yeah, keeping that list list as clean as you possibly can, and 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 yeah. ensuring that you've got that that connection with them. And speaking of email lists, so last year you were able to uh, sort of you use Entreport as your uh, email management system. So you were able to win their Entre- Modern Entrepreneur of the Year and win five thousand dollars. Get presented at their conference with that award. Tell me. Um, yeah, tell me more about how you reached out and got that opportunity. Well, they I mean, they take applications. So um, I had actually applied the year before as well and, you know, didn't get any award <laughs> because I was struggling like crazy. I had no business even applying. Um, and then one year later, I submitted my application again and they said they had hundreds of applications for their Modern Entrepreneur Award. Yeah. Um, and out of those hundreds of people, you know, I was the one who got the top honor and it was really, it was just such a, I, it really was an honor that that's really the best word for it because I had worked so hard. And when you're in the middle of building your entrepreneurial business and endeavors, it's like, sometimes you can't quite see the forest for the trees and you can't quite see how well everything is going. And you think nobody's noticing and nobody's watching. You know, and the other funny thing for me is that because my business is yoga, I'm so often spending my days and my time speaking to yogis and not really sharing all the things I'm doing with my business. It's very rare that I get to talk to somebody like you on a podcast like this, where we're like, yeah, evergreen sales models and I'm killing it with my webinars. And like, I love Facebook ads, you know, that's not usually the conversation. So it was so nice to have that recognition in the business space because Mm -hmm. of what I done with my business, you know, just in terms of my business, not even in terms of the yoga, but just in terms of the business that as a business, I'm doing well. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm very well known for this evergreen sales model. I mean, this is something that I've talked to multiple people about, and they're intrigued by the fact that I've gone evergreen with my sales model. They think it's really cool. And not only that, you know, I got an award for it. So it was a real honor. And, and um, yeah, it was really fun. Plus, you know, Santa Barbara is awesome. That's where they held the awards ceremony and I love Entreport. I love that program. It's it's like my house. I call it my home. You know, every time I start it up every day, it's like I'm going home. <laughs> love that. Brilliant. And yes, I yeah. think Santa Barbara is good. I might have to try and try and come over this year and hopefully see you speak if uh if that comes that comes to yeah. life. It would be great. I'd love yeah. that. 
And I think there's a lot of people who want to hear about this evergreen model. Yeah, sure. As we know, none of this is easy. None of this is just like, hey, click your fingers and away we go. Like we spend a lot of time digging in, making sure that the funnel's converting at every point and dealing with the ups and downs of Facebook. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there's still a beautiful model and an engine that's working to deliver you the kind of freedom I guess you would have dreamed about when you were having those accidents and tied to the yoga studio. So you, you know, the transformation that you've been able to create and how you can share, share those things. I mean, you've written books, you, you know, the, the, the list goes on and on and, and how you're touching people with, with yoga and, and helping them create a thriving business on top. So you should be congratulated, my love. And I'm so glad you <laughs> came on to share all that today. So tell me a bit more about where people can find you and find out more about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it would be completely remiss of me on your podcast, Victoria, not to say what an extraordinary help you've been. And there's, it would be impossible for me to be where I am right now without you and the work that we've done together. And everybody listening to this podcast should know that. So thank oh, you wow. for everything. And it's just such a pleasure and a treat to work with you. I'm um, Thank you. I love working <laughs> with you. So that's why I wanted to share what you do too, because I mean, this is a beautiful thing about the work that I do. I have clients that teach me a lot of stuff and we, you know, can go in and do a whole lot of different models. And I think your model really is, is one of the best. And, um, you know, that's also testament to the way you do your webinars. You do amazing webinars as well. You've got great content. You are that educator at heart, but you're also a marketer. Yeah. So I think no, well now, like before, you probably are more content from content creator to marketer. I think you're a savvy marketer now, which, what, you know, when we started working together, I don't think you were at all. Whereas now, oh, no. yeah, you've got this great knowledge and it's, it is, it's just a discipline of learning a new area, right? It really is. Yeah. I mean, I joke that I totally got the wrong degree. I should have gotten an internet marketing degree instead of a PhD in mythology, but you know, <laughs> next time around, next time I apply for school, you know what I'll be applying for, except I mean, at this point, you know, I'm able to teach this stuff and um, it's really exciting to pass this knowledge on to the people in my business academy too. But I wanted to share, you know, you asked where people can find me. I'm yeah. super easy to find as I should be as a good internet marketer, right? Absolutely. Um, so my main website is alanak.com. That's my first name and last initial, A-L-A-N-N-A-K.com. Yeah. And of course, on that site, that will take you to everything else that I do. Um, it'll allow you to sign up for any of my webinars. If you want to check those out, check out my teacher training. Uh, my teacher training has a dedicated page. It's online teacher training yoga. Mm -hmm. My astrology program is at alchemy of the And um, yeah, those are. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Facebook mostly, but Instagram, too. So and yeah, that's just my name there. A lot of high volume. A nice uh, Facebook Live every week as well. So you've got, yeah, you've got oh, yeah. touch points, lots of um, great ways to access the beautiful things that you share. So thanks for coming yeah. on today. I'm, I'm, I've been excited to, to share your story and what's working for you and um, wishing you all the best as always. Yeah, it's absolutely my pleasure, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me.